This is a podcast from Minute Media. Okay, everyone, we, like much of the world right now, are sick with football fever. So even though we are between seasons, we wanted to share one of our most popular episodes celebrating a seminal event in football history. All right, everybody, welcome back. Today, we're going to have a mini episode. D, it's going to be an interesting one. It is a cultural phenomenon. When you look back on it, it's a little bit painful, but it's interesting. We're going to talk about it. Okay. We are coming up on the 35th anniversary of the Super Bowl Shuffle. Oh, yeah. That's iconic. That is... (laughs) I was in fourth grade and I can remember going to the front of the class and like me and six of my friends wrapping the Super Bowl shuffle as like our show and tell. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Show and tell. (laughs) So this song came out, was released December 3rd, 1985, had a music video with it. Mm -hmm. It included some famous bears like Richard Dent's in the video, Otis Wilson's in the video, Mike Singletary. Walter Payton, Jim McMahon, very famous Bears. And of course, that 85 Bears team is looked at as one of the greatest teams of all time. They only had one loss that whole year. That video was shot the day after that loss to the Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football. Uh I I got to stay up late and watch that game. (laughs) But anyway, so they come in the Tuesday after that Monday night game to film the video. They had one guy on the team, Dan Hampton, who was their defensive tackle. He thought it was in bad taste, and he thought it might jinx him. And he said, no freaking way I'm doing that song. So the way it started was Willie Galt, who I didn't mention earlier. Willie Galt was a wide receiver, number 83. And at one point in his life, he was actually, I think, considered the fastest man in the world. Uh This is Petey Willie, and I'm world class. I like running, but I love to get the pass. I practice all day and dance all night. I got to get ready for the Sunday fight. He was a guy who was interested in maybe singing a little bit or rapping and acting and had some interest in entertainment. So Courtney Larson was a cheerleader for the team. Yes. And her boyfriend had this idea that we should have a music video. And he was a diehard Bears fan, obviously. I mean, can you be in Chicago and not be a Bears fan? I don't think that's... I don't think so. I don't think that's allowed. Dad, Bears. The Bears. (laughs) And so... Um, she yeah, she introduced him to Willie Galt, and Willie Galt was like, "Yeah, let's make this happen." So he kicked it around the locker room with a few of the guys. Yeah, and I mean, you have some all-time greats, right? You have yeah. Walter Payton, Richard Dent, Mike Singletary, the Hall of Fame guy, Refrigerator Perry, uh, William Refrigerator Perry. How can I forget him? And hey, guys, what do you think? Yeah, well, let's do this video. This will be a lot of fun, and and so it got some momentum, and so they decided to record the song. Of course, all the Chicago radio stations started playing it. Willie Gold is actually very quick to defend the idea that they declare that they're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. They don't ever say that. Right. Basically, I'm just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle, basically meaning we're going to go and do our best to play in the Super Bowl. Right. So two months later, they go to Super Bowl 20 and they beat the crap out of the New England Patriots 46 to 10 in one of the most dominant seasons in NFL history. Here to start no trouble, we're just 
after that Super Bowl victory, yeah. this song peaked at number 41 on the Hot 100 in February of 1986. Yeah, it actually was nominated. Do you know this? This was nominated for a Grammy. You know who it lost to? This song barely lost to Kiss by Prince. There it is. Tie it back in, baby. <laughs> Catch our Sign of the Times episode either before or after (laughs) this podcast. Catch our Sign of the Times episode right after this podcast. (laughs) This single sold 700,000 copies and 170,000 VHS tapes. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. We're going to intro a new podcast out there right now. Yeah, plan your work and work your plan. For many athletes, saying such as this could be considered scripture permanent signposts, lining the long road to success in sports. For some, the very act of pursuing a career in sports can give you a sense of control, a sense of safety, so long as you stick to the plan. That is, until life happens. The kind of life that happens while you're making other plans. Breakdowns, insecurity, panic attacks, PTSD, addiction, sudden life changes, ones that require an athlete to toss aside their well-laid plans and answer the question, What's your next play? Blindsided is a podcast about sports, mental health, and life. Hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh, the podcast will share and analyze the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and what happened when it did. The podcast lets listeners hear the athletes describe moments when mental health became the most important focus of their lives. Blindsided then dives deeper, it gets clinical, and it allows listeners to leave with an understanding of the different varieties of mental health challenges people face, why they appear, and how athletes in particular face them down. Blindsided is a sports podcast, not only for people who follow sports, but also for those who don't. All right, guys, go check out Blindsided. So the team that they beat that year was the Patriots. Yes. Who, my gosh, since that time has been the dominant team as far as Super Bowls are concerned, right? Right. But they did their own. Did you know this, that the Patriots did their own song? Okay. Well, tell me. What it, the, well, I, if you didn't know it, I don't think you're going to be in a minority <laughs> on that one. I okay. Think that most people, it was called New England, the Patriots and we. done by the New England Patriots fans. They made a video to it, and so MTV, as a tie-in to the Super Bowl, played both videos back-to-back and had the viewers vote for the winner, and apparently the results were even more lopsided than the actual game was. (laughs) It it obviously did not fare well against the Super Bowl. If you've got a copy of New England We... The Patriots and we. The Patriots and we. We would love for you to tag us on Twitter with that. Uh, that's great. Hey, this is, it's it's interesting. They were far from the only people who tried this, right? Right. So during the 85 season, you had the Seattle Seahawks who did one. The Blue Wave is on a roll. And then you have the LA Raiders did one in 86. In 1986, the New York Giants released a song called Walk Like a Giant based on Walk like an Egyptian. By the Bengals. By the Bengals. Who had one of their biggest hits written by 
Prince. Prince. Okay. So, interestingly, Walter Payton, who sings in the song. Well, they call me sweetness, and I like to dance. Running the ball is like Mickey Mould Mance. We had the goal since training camp to give Chicago a Super Bowl champ. And we're not doing this because we're greedy. The Bears are doing it to feed the needy. We didn't come here to look for trouble. We just come here to do the Super Bowl in such a bad mood after losing to the Dolphins that he refused to come to the video shoot. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they had to film his part later and splice it in. If you actually watch the video, you can clearly tell. He's behind, He's in front of a green screen or blue. It was probably a blue screen at that time. Right. Yeah. Him and Jim McMahon are spliced yeah. in later. And then the front row, you, you start looking, you count names. You're like, huh? there's no McMahon. There's no Walter Payton there. Yeah. Who was who the samurai? Mike Singletary. Why did, he have, why did he have the classic child molester glasses on? <laughs> that was his thing, man. Oh, my God. That was his thing. I'm Samurai Mike. I stop from cold. Part of the defense, big and bold. I've been jamming for quite a while, doing what's right. And- so, in the lyrics of the song, it mentions, we're not here to be greedy. We're just here to feed the needy. Right. Whatever. Walter Payton's, yeah, one of the first parts of the song. Right. So they forgot to check with the Bears team office to see if it was okay that they did this. Oh. And when they, after they made this video, yeah, they're like, hey, is it okay if we do this? And the Bears were like, what? <laughs> they thought it was incredibly bad taste. Oh, wow. Okay. So once they had talked to the Bears, they had to sort of get the Super Bowl shuffle blessing. They got the whole team together for this video shoot. <laughs> Yeah, they did the whole song. I mean, it has had to take multiple takes. These guys are not professional singers. And they look ridiculous playing those instruments that they're not actually playing. And they did all (laughs) of that without the home office knowing what what was going on. Yeah. The Tuesday after a loss. Oh, my God. Like like Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. Ditka's not out there going, where's refrigerator? (laughs) Where is everybody? Oh, my gosh. So the proclamation in the song that they were going to feed the needy, they had no real plan in place to do that. They had no idea what that was going to do. So they they called an attorney and they said, well, how about from the proceeds of the song and the the sales, which were turned out to be very good. Huge. How about 50-50? And they're like, well, the law says 75-25. And the players that were in the video, they, they were paid $6,000 to be in the video. But since that point, the legacy of the Super Bowl Shuffle, yeah. it's, it's all owned by this, uh, by this one girl. So they contacted an Illinois t- attorney named Neil Hardigan and asked if 50% would be permissible. And he said, no, it needs to be 75%. And so the record company was thinking more along the lines of 15%. (laughs) So everybody had a different opinion of what should go to the needy. Right. But they dragged out the accounting until 1987, which is way after the peak popularity of Super Bowl Shuffle. Right. Mike Singletary got so mad that he threw his gold record in the trash. Uh his quote was, it doesn't represent an accomplishment. It doesn't mean anything unless we get food to hungry people. That was supposed to be the idea. I thought it was clean cut, and it's taken over a year. Wow. So eventually, 331000 was sent to a Chicago Community Trust for distribution. The players all contributed their salaries, 
And since that time, based on the song's popularity and its legacy, it continues to make some money, but there is ongoing legal issues with who that money goes to. Ongoing? Ongoing. 35 years later. Yeah. Wow. If you haven't heard this song in a while... You're not alone. It, yeah. <laughs> it's five minutes and 39 seconds of 80s rapping by guys who are great football players but terrible musicians. And, and it's so... It's such an... 80s style of video so wonderfully wonderfully <laughs> 80s with the with the film edits that they do where the picture pulls back and twists at an angle as though it's part of the encryption of the three villains from Superman 2 it's this was quite possibly edited with two VCRs that could have been yeah anyway it, the song itself I remember at the time having a ton of fun with it and of course the Bears were an amazing team to watch and they backed it up but uh, looking at it now now it's painful. You remember, remember the Super Bowl where McMahon does the flip into the end zone? Yes. Such a stellar. I st- uh, there are not many Super Bowl memories that I have. Wardrobe malfunction of Janet Jackson. Yes, Janet Jackson. You have Prince's performance at halftime, which yes. I think is arguably the best halftime performance of any Super Bowl. I'm with you. And then Jim McMahon's doing a flip out of the end zone. That's awesome. In that Super Bowl, William the Refrigerator Perry scored on a one-yard touchdown. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. Oh, that's, yeah. Which the entire world loved, right? Because the fridge was this huge celebrity at the time, and he's 350 pounds. Yeah, heck yeah. Hand the ball off to him. Let him run it in. You know who wasn't a fan of that? Walter Payton. He did not score in that Super Bowl and was very upset about it. Oh, wow. Extremely disappointed. How did Walter Payton go for that entire Super Bowl with that landslide of a victory? Was it 49 to 10? 46 to 10. But didn't score. Didn't score once. Didn't score. And Mike Dick has talked about how that's one of his greatest regrets. That's terrible. After the game, everybody's thrilled in a Bears uniform. One guy, Walter Payton. Huh. Mega upset. That's tragic. So... Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this little mini episode on the Super Bowl Shuffle. Don't forget to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Shirley Podcast. Surely, surely, not surely, surely podcast. <laughs> um, help us out uh, with our second season, become an executive producer for us, get some of our fantastic limited time uh, prizes that we are sending to everybody who signs up. Jason? D. It's been fun, man. All right, man. Have a good one. We're not here to cause any trouble. We're just here to do the Shirley <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We're about as good rappers as Chicago Bears. Maybe not even that good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. I didn't come here looking for trouble. I just came to do the Super Bowl show.